This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Cheesecake is so popular that its factory has a cult following from the likes of Kim Kardashian and Steph Curry and Drake. But will these mega celeb super fans be qualified to answer the question, is a cheesecake really a pie? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we are joined by friend of the show, Max Miller. Max is the creator and host of the YouTube show, Tasting History, where he recreates dishes from historical recipes updated for present-day kitchens with no shortage of historical accounts along the way. Recently, he celebrated the channel's first anniversary, Mazel Tov, Max, by creating the Cockentrice, a half-pig, half-bird creature served in banquet halls of Tudor, England. We're glad he could join us and hoping his knowledge of the medieval cheesecake, Sambocad, will come in handy for today's conversation. Max, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks so much, man. Uh, so are you L.A. based? Are you, are you like local? Yeah, I'm out in Burbank. Oh, oh my no. goodness. We, we are also <laughs> in Burbank. This is incredible. Oh. Recording remotely from the same city. Uh, we're huge, huge Burbank boosters. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's it's a great place because, you know, we, I, I used to work out here at Disney. Mm, I got cool. furloughed, but still very convenient, you know. Uh, so I love Burbank. Absolutely. And, uh, so, I mean, your, your channel is just about a year. Old. We'll get yeah. to the, the whole, the whole, uh, cheesecake thing soon, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're just gushing. Cause I mean, we're, we're huge fans of tasting ah. history. And I mean, um, you, you come off as like a television veteran, like you Absolutely. just have such incredible presentation skills and that is a tough thing to learn. Fake it till you make it. Um, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that's us. That's us. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's funny because, so my, my fiance, Jose has started a, like a secondary channel called Ketchup with Max, where we're going back and watching the old episodes, the old episodes from a year ago. Oh my god! Of Tasting History, <laughs> and I just cringe at like how much more comfortable I am in front of a camera than mm -hmm. I was a year ago. Um, it, it's definitely something that takes a while to to learn, but you know. Also, amen. It's funny how quickly like digital media moves, especially the YouTube space that, you know, you are now like Max reacts to his first video, which was like 11 months ago. <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it's that's crazy. it, baby. That's that's how fast you got to make content <laughs> in this nuts. game. Uh, but you also have a you have a, a musical theater background. Yeah, I was. Um, so I, I trained in in classical singing and then I did musical theater in New York for eight years. Um, performed. Wow. All Amazing. over. And, you know, I think being on stage gives you. Gives you some of that presentation uh, experience, though it's it's totally weird. I'm more comfortable performing or doing things in front of ten thousand people than I am in front of a camera or one or two people. You know, it's it's almost like Whoa. with ten thousand people, you can't see the judgment in their eyes because mm -hmm. there are too many. But Absolutely. with one person, you're, you can see every yeah. everything. 
Yeah, and then you're kind of in your own head with the camera. Like, you see your reflection slightly staring back at you and like, oh, yeah. God, is that my soul? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I feel that. I feel that. And the whole time I'm just like, do I look fat? Do, do... That's, yeah, the, that's yeah, me yeah, the entire yeah. time I'm recording. I'm <laughs> Straighten up your shoulder. Yeah. No, I'm jump always forward, a fan. Jump forward. Raise the camera angle so they don't get the double <laughs> chins. Right. I'm always fighting for that in the kitchen. Yes. I'm like, can you just get top down? That's my yeah, good angle. Angle yeah. it. Angle it. It's all Dutch about angle. Angles. Dutch angle. Uh, all right. So we, uh, we, should probably get, we, we should probably get into the uh, the topic at hand, which uh, you did. One of my favorite videos of yours is the video of the Sambo Cod, which is the medieval cheesecake. Thank you. Um, and that one has a crust. And you, you know, talk about making a tart crust for it. Uh, And so a lot of people argue that cheesecake is in fact a pie. Alton Brown, who I believe is an inspiration to you and I mean, got an inspiration to like anyone Anyone. of our age pretty much. So he tweeted very aggressively, cheesecake is in fact a custard pie. Don't bother replying in the negative, just adjust your (laughs) worldview and move on with it. And that was, I, I personally took issue with that tweet, but Max is like the resident historian out of us three. Curious in your take. I lost sleep over that that tweet. It was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot. Um, but I did adjust. You know what? It's it's funny because I don't know that I would say that it's a pie, though it is a custard. The thing is, there are so many types of cheesecake. But what yes. it isn't is cake. It's so not a cake. Um, I agree. Oh, what's a cake though? Well, I mean, what is so? What is a cake? So okay, it's a cake in the way that a urinal cake is a cake. It's not a cake. It's it's got it's the shape and everything. And if you go so if you go back to Roman times, they had cheesecakes. Um, they had several different kinds, and they tended to be more like a cake because they either didn't have a crust mm. at all, or they would be wrapped in in like a kind of pastry, completely okay. enveloped. Um, so it was more like a filling. But by the Middle Ages, it, it wasn't a cake. It was a like you said, it was a custard, but it wasn't even a custard pie. I wouldn't call it a pie. I would call it a pudding because you were supposed to mm-hmm. eat it. Yes. You're supposed to eat it out of the crust uh, in the Middle Ages, you know. So would you the, discard the, the crust? You'd usually just discard the crust, yeah. Mm-hmm, Maybe give it to mm-hmm. the dogs or something. I agree. I agree that it's a pudding in the British term that it's a pudding. <laughs> you kind of right. steam it. Oh, God. Yeah, I That's think a whole it's, podcast. More of a, it's more of a British style pudding. I would even call it a cheesecake, a tart. But I calling it a tart. pie is just, it's just not a pie. It's just, it's I can't, if I go to the store and I say, hey, honey, get me a pie. And he brings me a cheesecake. I'm going to say, what are you doing? I want a cherry. I wanted strawberry. I wanted a, I don't know, mudslide. Well, it's funny though, because pie is like a very American term, right? Yeah. If you're right. If you're in any of the Commonwealth countries and you say, hey, get me a pie. And you don't come back with something that has like, I don't know, organ meats right. and Pepperonis. curry powder and, and tomato sauce on it, you know, then that's very weird for them. So this is all we, we often talk about in this podcast that so many of these arguments that we're looking at, we like kind of have to view through an American lens because right. that's what we grew up with. The terms are different. Exactly. But I mean, that said, cheesecake is a concept that has it's spread all over the world. Right. Yes, and correct. so when you talk about is cheesecake a pie, first, you got to discuss what does is cheesecake mean? Because there totally. are so many different kinds of cheesecake. I mean, uh, has anyone been to Uncle Tetsu's in the, uh, where is it? Is it in Westfield Century City? Um, uh, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Japanese jiggly cheesecake? Yeah. Yes. That, like, what is it? Sometimes they call it cotton cheesecake or, or yeah. something Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. That's but, a souffle. But cheese, you know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I mean, Correct. that said. Correct. But that said, like, would you say that they are inaccurately calling that a cheesecake 
in the same sense that a New York cheesecake is inaccurately called a cheesecake. Also, I will say the Japanese cheesecake, there's flour in it, by the way. Yes. So, and there's flour in a lot of cheesecakes. Flour. So, yeah, there's yeah. some sort of starch. Yeah. Uh, there are typically eggs. I mean, obviously, it's a souffle, so, so there are eggs in there. There's flour, eggs, sugar, and a, a leavening mechanism. Minute like, how is that not cake? <laughs> minute, minute amount of cream cheese. Minute. minute amount of cream cheese. I think the texture of it and how it moves and how it jiggles and how it wiggles is what makes it a souffle. It's not a cake. Yeah. So you would say that that, that is just a straight misnomer. It's just yes, strictly a it's marketing. Semantics. Okay. It's semantics. That's all okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. Though, I accept this. Do you know the Basque, the burnt cheesecake from the Basque region I of sure Spain? I sure do. There's no crust there at all. And it's very cake-like. So maybe that's a cake. But there's typically no... So yeah, it's called a gasta tarta, which is one of like my favorite freaking so desserts good. in the entire world. <laughs> But the cakiness from that, uh, it doesn't come from any starch. It simply just comes from it like burning and coagulating. So I know what you mean. It's not like a creme caramel or a flan. Right. It has that like it, it density eats and like a cake. It. It, it eats, eats like, like a cake. cake. Yeah. Um, but so I, I actually found something really interesting because I, I made a whole list of cheesecakes that don't have crusts but could reasonably be called cheesecake. This is what I do uh, in in my free time. I love it. So uh, the Basque Gasta Tarte, right? There's no flour, there's no crust. Uh, I was curious in what the actual literal translation of Gasta Tarte means. Because Tarte, you look at obviously Latinate root for what we would call pie, yeah. but what is you know called a tart in, in typically the rest of the world. Um, however, when you Google translate, for whatever that is worth as a scientific right. method, but let's look at it. <laughs> when you Google translate Gasta Tarte from Basque to English, it says cheese cheesecake. However, you individually Google the words, gasta means cheese and tart means tart or pie. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting. So there is no crust on that, but they are calling it a tart. So in the Basque language, like there could, there's an alternate Basque podcast that you and I are hosting (laughs) where they're saying is, is gasta tarta, should gasta tarta be called gasta pastela, which is the actual Basque word for cake. But so they are calling a crustless tart. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, we doesn't just understand. It, doesn't <laughs> it make, no, no, no. But doesn't it like make a pseudo crust with the coagulated burnt b- like bottom? It, what, is, well, what does the word pseudo mean though? Uh, fake. Right? Pseudo means fake. Google means it. Google it. See, but I would say that that's as much of a crust as like when you leave pudding out. It's like the pudding skin mm-hmm. on, you know, it's not really, it's not a crust. It's like a. Now you're speaking my language. Coating that has developed. That's, that's the filet mignon of pudding. You just take. I actually, I, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with the fact that. So many of these like fancy fine dining restaurants are kind of just like serving you trash and dirt, but convincing you it's fancy. Yeah. So like yeah. Uh, Dan Barber, Dan Barber, right? He he made this whole burger situation out of the pulp that's left over in a juicer. Ew. And his whole thing was like, I literally took trash and I served it to you for four hundred dollars. Yeah, I wrote a cookbook about that one time. Yeah. Taking yeah. the tra- taking taking the discard from your juicer and how to bake and cook with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it's that. it's yeah. all really cool. But I, I remember going to a restaurant <laughs> once and there was something on a dish called smoked milk skin. And oh. I was like, what is that? And they smoked the milk and they removed the skin and they just like <laughs> on a dish. And uh that one that place won Bon Appetit Best New Restaurant of like twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Shout out to Ari Timor and Alma. I think it's a bit of the uh, emperor's <laughs> new clothes sometimes with, with yeah. a lot of these new restaurants. Uh, living in New York, there was always a new restaurant that was like cutting edge and doing weird things. So I worked at a place called Clay, which I can talk about because okay. they're closed down. It was an Austrian <laughs> restaurant and oh. the owners were unique, eccentric, <laughs> very eccentric people. And they ended up making a um, ice. So the the 
one of the owners got pregnant, had a baby, mm-hmm. and they ended up selling <gasps> ice cream and cheese and everything no. with Stop. her breast no, no, no. milk. Stop it! Oh, yeah. There were big Whoa. write-ups in the New York Times and everything about it. They closed not long ago. How is that legal? Is that legal? It's not legal. That can't be legal. You are not allowed to sell breast milk, but you are allowed. So I think think how they got around the breast milk thing Uh is that it's the same way that chefs in California were getting around the foie gras ban, Uh where it was illegal. Yeah, it was illegal to sell foie gras, but you could sell a $15 plain piece of brioche Mm -hmm. and then give the foie gras for free. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's actually legal, and I just think that no one cared to shut them down because, like, what is the LAPD going to go enforce that? But I think right. that's the same thing because breast milk you're not allowed to sell for commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is actually an issue for for women who can't breastfeed. They're yeah. like, well, I, I would I would typically buy it from someone who is selling it. Right. So instead, they do like a network of sharing. Um, who thought we were going to get into the politics of breast milk <laughs> in this episode? Yeah, I guess we all. <laughs> this was actually on my list back. of things to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, wait, hold on, hold up. Back to cheesecakes. Back to cheesecakes. Back to cheesecakes. So, so the word, uh, the origin of the word cake, Max. I don't know how you are on the history of etymology, but I have a solid thirty-eight minutes of googling Excellent. under my belt. Excellent. So I'm, I'm kind of an expert. Um, but you know, pie comes from Middle English and typically refers to a savory pie. Uh, the word cake actually, though, takes its origin from like the Nordic languages. Mm-hmm. So like uh, typically like old Danish kaka. And there is a Swedish uh, cheesecake, Swedish and Danish, because uh, they share a very similar language, right? If you, t- you ever see a Swede and a Dane talk, it's just like chatter, chatter. Nope. <laughs> I, gr- I grew up with a lot of Swedish and Danish friends at UCLA. We it's would recruit you were them shot for yeah. We would recruit uh-huh. them for the large power sports, so we'd yeah. get the big Vikings to come in and throw the hammer. <laughs> for us. Makes sense. Makes sense. But anyway, so so I you know ate a Swedish ost ostkaka, uh-huh. uh, which is also a crustless cheesecake. Uh, and interestingly, about the idea, because a lot of people say that you know cheesecake does not contain the cake ingredients, which are typically flour. Um, but this one is made with almond flour, which I know is not a grain. However, like, would you reasonably call something made with almond flour a cake? Yeah. Like a... Yes. Right? Especially during this time whenever there's so much, like, different ways to use almond flour and alternative flours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, that to me is, like, very, very phenotypically a cake, right? So it is literally a cake made of cheese that, like, somewhat eats like a New York cheesecake, you know, <laughs> but there is no crust on it. So to say a cheesecake is a pie... But then, I mean, you got all the Swedes and a couple Danes peppered in, and you don't want to piss off the Danes, Nicole. I, I, not you. Do not I want can't. to piss off the Danes. You know, they're coming. They will go come like, a well, storm in your your monasteries. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they will. I don't want. They that. got the runes. Uh, <laughs> no, that was the Norwegian death metal murders. Does anyone know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do actually. I was actually watching those videos last week. Really? Yes, and I learned all about the. There was a band, and the lead singer's name was Death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. the guy, Adoronymous, something like that. I God, I know yeah, exactly yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's like this weird Norwegian guy that like uh, killed the band member, and it was really interesting. Yeah, very, yeah. very. You should watch but it. But yeah, Max, the, the black metal, yeah, black Wait, metal bands in Norway. This? I'm writing this down. Uh, <laughs> uh, look up Norwegian black metal death, and then see what mm-hmm. pops up. Chances are, mm-hmm. the first video is what we are talking about. All yeah. right, but they were also trying to be just like super hardcore because there was this huge, and I think a lot of people liken it to what was happening in. The, you know, Ronald Reagan 80s in America where it was like uh, everyone was so focused on making money that the youth got super disaffected and 
You know, you had like the, I don't know, rise of of American punk rock and thrash and grunge and all that. Um, And then I'm fudging my music history, but I don't care. That's okay. But in Norway, apparently uh, the black metal movement was kind of their response to that. And so it was kind of this rebelliousness against like um, the sort of like capitalistic Christian culture. So a bunch of these bands, they would like, you know, just to be super like black metal and, mm-hmm. and brutal, they would like burn down churches and plant like ancient runes there. Yeah, there was like 15 burned churches from yeah. this whole black metal situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I did in, my research on this, honey. <laughs> I've done my full research. So what I'm saying, you're going to go tell that that those <laughs> those Nordic black metal musicians that their Ostkaka is not cheesecake because it doesn't have a it doesn't have a crust? Not me. I I I'm that. not dying on that hill. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. They can call it whatever they want. <laughs> We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues, and the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. There's one more example, Nicole. I got to give, okay, have you ever been, we're all in LA. If you go to 7-Eleven, there is a little (laughs) basket. There's like a basket that has the cookies uh, and the brownies by the cash register. Right, right. Okay. And yeah, yeah. And in there, there is one that says quesadilla. And it's a little cake. And it is a Salvadoran cheesecake. For some reason, they sell that. I mean, not for some reason, because there's a huge Central American population in L.A. Mm-hmm. And because they're delicious. But they're selling quesadilla salvadoreña in there. And so the quesadilla salvadoreña is a Salvadoran version of cheesecake. It is made with uh, queso duro blando and then Salvadoran crema, which to me is the Cadillac of all mm-hmm. cremas, uh, ri- <laughs> rice flour, and sesame seeds. And it is actually – some people – there's some debate on the etymology on whether – you know, because quesadilla, right, it's the diminutivization with the ia suffix, and then quesa means cheese. But some historians think that it comes from the Spanish uh, quesada pasiega, mm-hmm. which is a Spanish version of that Basque crustless cheesecake. And so this is like a, you know, a diminutivization of the Spanish parent dish. Anyways, point is, the Salvadoran cheesecake to me is the most cake-like of all cheesecakes, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. Leads me to my ultimate thesis that cheesecake is ultimately a cake and not a pie. Because when you say cheesecake, you are specifically referring to the filling. So like a New York style cheesecake or even this medieval sambocad, right? When you say I'm making a cheesecake, the crust is extra. The crust is purely extra. The cheesecake that you are making and eating, I mean, like Max said, people would discard the crust, right? That was a very common thing with pies in, in, in medieval times. The thing that you are making is simply the filling, 
So the filling is what defines what we are eating. Correct. In this case. In this specific case, because there are so many different varieties of cheesecake throughout the globe. Huh. I could I could see some merit in the argument. <laughs> okay. actually. Thank hmm. you. Especially because I'm trying to think, oh well it's you know, it's doesn't hold its shape, but it would hold its shape like a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And you could bake it in like a just a tin and then flip it out. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. Somebody yeah. get Alton Brown on the phone. Does anyone have his number? I, we've tried. He has not responded because we he's know he's down. seen us. And he's like a friend of Mythical as well. Like he was supposed to be on the show before COVID yeah. shut down. Uh, but then, you know, he, he's gone AWOL. So, uh, you know, we're kind of just like taking pot shots from afar was, was our general <laughs> strategy. Is kind of talking crap. Um, Trying to get him to respond. Pr- prodding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good at that. Very good at that. <laughs> Josh, I think you like uh, made my mind go like 360 and yeah. then 180 again and then 45 degree angle. Thank you. So That's what I try and do. So now you ruined my whole stance. <laughs> well, I mean, but <laughs> cheesecake, we always associate with being sweet. But I mean, Max, you talked about the first cheesecake ever in the Samokad video. You talked about the first cheesecake was actually savory, right? Like it wasn't until much later that sugar was added. Yeah, no, they were they were pretty savory. They might have a little bit of honey in them, but nothing like we would think of today. As cheesecake. Yeah. Do, is that is that due to just like uh, changing taste over history or like availability of processed sugar? Everything is sweeter now. Um, sugar, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, every so sugar was unbelievably expensive um, during that that time because it had to come all the way mm. from India or southern China or Indonesia to Europe, and it was typically just used as a medicine uh, against mm-hmm. cataracts and and some other things. Weird. Um, Very interesting. So it didn't really become like for sweetening things until the Middle Ages. And even then, only the very, very rich had it. So you could only use a little bit. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I had mean, no idea it was used for cataracts. No, yeah. me neither. How can you even use it for cataracts? You just rub the sugar in your eyeballs. It's the abrasive. I didn't actually. say that it was effective. I said that they <laughs> used it medicinally. <laughs> good point, good point. That's like all those those ancient, uh, yeah. ancient things. Like I, I remember I had a toothache once and they were like, well, for toothaches in, you know, medieval times, they would rub raw garlic on it. And I was like, that seems like it's something yeah. that will work uh, instead of calling up the dentist. And mm-hmm. I just rubbed raw garlic all over my gums and then my teeth hurt even more. Uh, <laughs> and I just had the raw t- taste of garlic in my mouth. Ouch. And so that was a very fun time. And no dentist wanted near you. They were like, oh, man, yeah. dude, <laughs> yeah. what did you do? I'm, I'm really fascinated by these recipes that people, you know, I'm sure you've heard, like, uh, you may have done a video on it that I missed, but about the origin of ketchup. I haven't yet. Uh, it'll be soon. I, I'm sure you will. But I'm, I'm always fascinated by when people, you know, talk about these recipes that existed 4,000 years ago, right? And they say ketchup uh, actually comes from, you know, ancient China, where it was, um, I mean, essentially a fermented fish sauce, uh, you know, like garum or, or you know, Vietnamese nook mum. Right. Um, and then, you know, through some sort of translation, it, it now it just turns into the delicious syrupy sweetness, possibly a tomato smoothie that we have in a Heinz bottle. But I'm always wondering, like, what I know the etymology is there. I know you can trace the history back so, so, so far. But like what actually links, you know, the ancient Chinese fish sauce to what is effectively just tomato puree, vinegar and sugar? History. <laughs> I mean, there's there's like nothing in common with them now. Um, I think it's just that y- you can see the iterations throughout history that have that have kind of moved along. I don't know. I'll have to get researching on that. I'm not sure. My my thing is the spelling: catsup versus ketchup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there any difference between the two? 
catsup and ketchup? Only how they're spelled. That's it? One yeah. is correct and one is catsup. Yeah. <laughs> is that just like a licensing thing where Heinz was like, we own ketchup? I don't know. No, I don't know. I yeah, think it like it's a- in certain parts of like... The English-speaking world says one, and the uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, in in Australia, they they exclusively call it tomato sauce, and people like say that they're different. Tomatoes. Tomato sauce. <laughs> tomato sauce in your pie. Uh, that's a god a terrible. That I was need to really work on good. I don't know. It's not getting there yet. Uh, but it is effectively ketchup, and they'll argue that it's not because it's less sweet. But it's like a ketchup with less sugar is still a ketchup mm-hmm. in my mind. But it, in my mind, also a ketchup is technically a chutney. Um, and a really beautiful, complex one at that. Yeah, I would consider ketchup a chutney. I have a question about cheesecakes. Uh, if you could be any <laughs> cheesecake on the Cheesecake Factory menu cheesecake, what which, which oh. cheesecake would you be? Easy answer. Which one? Oh, the pineapple upside down cheesecake. That's that's the best cheesecake <laughs> f- far and away. Let's well, really okay. So Cheesecake How did Factory. You know that like straight what? off the bat. Because I I love the Cheesecake Factory. They <laughs> do a really great job at what they set out to do, which is to create. It's like um I don't know a weird like ancient Egyptian themed nightclub that. Has cheesecakes and like six dollar daiquiris. Yes, very awesome. Uh, and I, I, you go there and you have a great time. Do they serve the best food in the world? No. Is it the best cheesecake in the world? No. Do I have an awesome time every time I'm there? Of course. But their Fantastic. pineapple upside down cheesecake. Yeah, it's got like the syrupy pineapples baked into an actual thin layer of honest to god cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the cheesecake layer, and then more layers of actual cake. Okay, what happens whenever the crust of the cheesecake? is no longer a crust. What if they get all fancy with it? What if they put cinnamon rolls on the bottom? What if they put pineapple upside down cake on the bottom? Now is it a cake because well, it has a custard in it? What? So a lot of people, I mean, huh? this this became a big meme of is cheesecake, uh, you know, a cake or a pie? But a lot of people are like cheesecake is a tart. Uh, cheesecake is absolutely not a tart. I believe, I believe to me, tart, since it, it has this Latinate definition, I think you would need to go back to some sort of actual tart crust because like, when we talk about cheesecake, the image that I think most people in America have in their mind is a New York style cheesecake, right? Yeah. And do you know what the crust on a New York style cheesecake is? Graham, uh, graham crackers. Bunch of crackers that were yeah. made to stop you from touching yourself. I love graham you know? crackers. Yeah, I I love graham crackers too. The history of graham crackers and Kellogg's cereal, both a lot of yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we just went Don't into the you. history of Kellogg's in a video that had nothing to do with history. We were just making we were making like flaming hot frosted flakes. Yes, we were. Uh, oh, and nice. I was like, you know, looking up the origin of, of Kellogg and yeah, that dude had some weird ideas about health. Oh, he was kind of a monster. Yeah. He was a monster. Yeah. He was, an, he was a horror movie villain. Yeah, he uh, really was. Although he made a, what a really lovely breakfast product he made along with like yeah. forcing enemas and electroshocks to the eyeballs on <laughs> mentally ill patients. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. We but, all have skeletons. But you know what is perfect? <laughs> Whenever you uh, leave the Graham cracker box open for like four days and then you take out a graham cracker and it's a little bit soft that's like one of my favorite like food bites in the world when my graham crackers are a little oh moist. i know what you mean I yeah i love a good moist graham cracker. give me a good moist cracker in the morning. yeah i just spritz them down with some pan nonstick spray let it soak in there oh i hold on so I I am uh-huh. not a great baker. That is an understatement. Which is why when I make like pies and stuff for Thanksgiving holidays, uh, I'll I'll typically use a crumb crust just because I'm like lazy and don't want to deal with stuff. They're super easy. Yeah, yeah. but like. I mean, does that count as a, a pie? Would you say that that is enough of a pastry to even constitute a pie? I think we should put the entire crumb crust pie on blast here. Oh man! And put them on trial. Because what does that really like share uh, in common with making an actual pastry dough? It's the fact that there's any sort of starch on there. Oh man, that's a really good point. 
Like, what kind of pie did you make that had a crumb crust? Like, what filling was it? I did a, uh, it was a jasmine milk tea custard mm-hmm. with, like, a little bit of, like, it was, like, a red bean bottom jasmine milk tea custard. And then I used, like, Chinese almond cookies wow. as a crumb crust. I don't know. What do you think, Max? I think it does count as a crust because, okay, so what's in a pastry crust? You've got flour, sometimes mm-hmm. sugar, butter, maybe, or water. Mm-hmm. You know, and some something to hold it together. What's in a crumb crust? All of those same ingredients mashed together. But I guess it'd be like if you took a hot dog and then like pureed it into a pate and then put it back inside a casing to me, you know? It's like, is that really a hot dog at that point? That's what I plan on doing for lunch, yeah. That's, oh, no. It's good for the soft-teethed community. <laughs> oh, no. Like, hey, if you have soft teeth, then you need your hot dogs pre-chewed, essentially. What happens whenever you take a cheesecake filling and then you pour it into a cupcake mold? Is that now a cupcake? Or is it a mini cheesecake? Oh, no. Is it a mini tart? What happens whenever you do that? Have you ever put an Oreo on the bottom of that? And then you peel it and then it's like, oh, my God, look at the paper. Oh, it's so endearing. Oh, it's so endearing. What's that now? Is that a a cupcake? Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, No, flat out. If I I have made my bed that cheesecake is indeed a cake uh, (laughs) because many have some sort of starch or otherwise starch equivalent, such as almond flour mixed with cheese, uh, I must now eat the fact that if you pour that delicious (laughs) souffle and or custardy cheese mixture into a cupcake mold, then it is indeed a cupcake. I just got really warm because you angered me. (laughs) This here is a situation of where he's taken a stance, someone has taken a stance, Mm -hmm. and they're unwilling to move, and now it's forced him into crazy talk is what this is. This is crazy Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the show. show. This is is exactly what happens every single week. We we have decided much worse in the past (laughs) that cereal is soup and that if we eat a hot dog, Technically, we become a hot dog. Yeah, that was a bad. <laughs> that, that was, was a bad, bad one, time. man. That, that was, was a bad uh, time. Uh, anyways, I mean, in conclusion, what is warp? Rap. Oh, okay, Maggie. No, warp. That's warp. That warp. song. That song. Oh, uh, uh, by the Bloody Beat Roots. Yeah, and Steve Aoki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to beatbox it? Absolutely it warp not. 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't ever ask me to beatbox. Max, how's your beat? How are your beatboxing skills? What's so weird is Jose asked me that last night. Nobody's ever asked me about my beatboxing <laughs> skills, and twice in twenty-four hours. They're not good, okay? They're not good. <laughs> well, work on it. Jeez, I don't know what to tell you. I, I got nothing. I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> he had two beats in there. Yeah. All right, so I, in conclusion, in conclusion, cheesecake, uh, do we have any final stances? I mean, I, I am now in the mode where I believe it is a cake so much that I am into crazy talk. Max, what do you think? I would say that it depends on the variety. Sometimes mm. it's a cake I would never go with pie, though. I would say sometimes it's a cake Mm. and sometimes it is a souffle with a crust. (laughs) The old crusted souffle. Uh, It's a tart. Suck it. (laughs) It's a tart. Fight me on the internet. Out of left field. No evidence. It's a tart. (laughs) It's a tart. Fight me. That's it. You can't tell the fans to suck it. I did. I did. I don't know. Did it. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
but it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, Nicole and Max, we've heard what we all got to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. That was the most in tune we have ever been. We finally learned to harmonize. That was kind of embarrassing, it's because but whatever. Nicole, Max, Nicole has a theater background as well. Nicole, tell ah. me. Okay, so my mom put me in Taste of Broadway classes for like seven years. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I would, like, be in, like, little, like, vignettes of, like, Broadway songs and stuff. And, like, I really wanted to be on Broadway, and then I quickly realized that I cannot handle rejection of any kind, oh, yeah. and I immediately shut down. Yeah, it's not for So you. I decided to, you know, do a quick pivot. Quick pivot. <laughs> to, to this. Smart. And I do love theater, and Smart. I do love Broadway, and... Mm. Yeah, I have a I have a background, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, fake it till you make it. I, I started uh, dating someone um, just over a year ago who is very, very into musical theater, and I had literally no exposure to it whatsoever. Uh, and I am, like, in love with it. Like, her cat is named Pippin after her favorite musical. Um, and so we just, like, go on road trips, and we play soundtracks to musicals. Uh, and ugh, I want to see Dear Evan Hansen so badly. Uh, and to me, musicals are, it's sports. I love musicals. Yeah, Broadway is sports. It's epic. Is what I believe. It's epic. And that's not for me to just justify it to, into liking it, but I see it and I'm like, the intricate movement patterns, I mean, it's like a pick and roll in basketball. Right. Because that's my idiot brain. All right, we should probably get to the whole opinions thing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got up first, at G.Keaton, normalize using French fries and salad instead of croutons, spice them leaves up. All right. No. Max, how do you feel about French fry salad? No. Why? Because French fries belong with French fries. I, you know what? For me, French fries are a way to get ketchup to my mouth because yes. you can't just eat it with a spoon in public anymore, it seems. Um, no. I, you know what? Even poutine. I, I'm not a fan of French fries mm. with anything. I like just French fries because they get soggy otherwise. And I don't like anything with a soggy fry. Okay, you need to go to Dino's and get their mm-hmm. chicken plate where the chicken juice seeps into the French fries and you enjoy the soggy fries. You're not selling it for Second, me. Second, <laughs> I, no, 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 I swear, it's actually really amazing. And then number two, uh, they like to, like, uh, whenever I go to, like, Israeli restaurants, they like to put in the pita, they put mm. French fries mm-hmm. in the pita. And what is pita? And then a walkable salad. Pita right? is walkable it's a hand salad. salad. It's yeah. a hand salad. So French fries in the hand salad. <laughs> is all I care about right now. So I love this opinion. Way to go. All right. I, 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 see, I see both sides here. 
because um, I do agree. I, I love Max's ketchup vessel theorem because <laughs> I agree. Uh, I'm an absolute ketchup fiend. Yes. Uh, and I, 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 I mean, I put three French fries together, so there's more surface area. I do the to same. Be able to shovel. Yeah, yeah I yes. do that too. And then I it's run out smart. of my fries far before the person that I'm eating with, uh-huh. so then I just have to steal theirs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go three sneaky. times a rate. That's how I lose all my friends. Uh, but that said, I, I also uh, am just a garbage person who mashes <laughs> all my food together into one bowl of slop. Yeah. Uh, I, but I agree. I, I've never liked poutine very much. I love. Car- car- I grew up eating carne asada fries, though, which is like a SoCal yeah. version of oh, poutine, yeah. I suppose. Um, so I also love that. But I, yeah, in salads, I've I've made this before, and it's delicious. But it doesn't give you the same crunch as a crouton. A crouton. 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 It's French. All right. Tersosaurus underscore Rex says barbecue sauce and mashed potatoes are godly. The sweet and smoky. Uh, this isn't, I don't, mm, no, I'd just rather have it on the side, not mixed in. Mm. I kind of like the sensation of like warm mashed potatoes and like cold barbecue sauce. Sounds really But you do put barbecue sauce on your mashed potatoes? Not on, but like on the side, like if I'm having barbecue, I like do a little squirt of the barbecue sauce on the side. You eat mashed potatoes with your barbecue? Yeah, who does? You don't eat mashed potatoes with your barbecue? I don't eat mashed potatoes at all. It's my least favorite way to enjoy a potato. They're not bad. It's just potatoes are, yeah. I have never had barbecue <laughs> sauce on mashed potatoes, but I don't. I don't think I would mind it. I think it sounds enticing, and that's maybe going to what I be what I'm doing for dinner tonight. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, I don't like the idea dogs. of it in, but like as a sauce to dip in, sounds really good to me. Yeah, I I, I enjoy like a good like meat juice on a mash. Like a, I can imagine the barbecue meat juice with the spicing on a mashed potato. But to me, I mean, mashed potatoes are like um, it's a porridge. It's it's it should be it's eaten on its own. It's a porridge. It's a good you know, porridge. It's a good loose mashed potato. It's a good porridge. Uh, so that, that opinion is not for me, and that's for that's, fine. That's, that's, a, uh, that's fine. What? D. Shane DM, superfoods are a joke. Uh, yeah, by definition, yeah, superfoods are a joke. Um, it is just a, a marketing term that means absolutely nothing that was meant to trick you into buying um, neo-colonized products like quinoa and acai that have actually been eaten for thousands of years. But now you're spending $12 for a, a, a bowl of what is essentially sherbet because acai does not travel well uh, and they have to freeze it with a bunch of sugar. So yeah, superfoods are a joke. Thanks. Plus, that just made it so we had to learn how to pronounce quinoa and acai. I don't appreciate that. It's quinoa and akai, so that's what I say. I think akai is like a race in uh, Star Trek. I have no idea. <laughs> the akai. Are they actually a j- But how could they be a joke? What do you mean? It's what, what do you how mean? How could it be real? What's the definition of a superfood? Isn't it? I don't I don't know. Like that contains all 24 ribosomic. No, yeah. it means nothing. There's foods that are good for you and there's foods that are bad for you. Of course, but well, but a superfood, that they they're always like no heart disease, no cancer. You're <laughs> yes. you know, you'll, your babies will be geniuses. Uh, they don't stand up to scrutiny. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just like a dumb LA girl that believes that if I put spirulina in my smoothie, I'll be invincible. I don't know. I like to believe that superfoods are real. But maybe that's just because, I don't know, I never believed in Santa Claus. I don't know. It gives me something to believe in. It gives me something to believe in. This okay, is the saddest Santa more? Claus story ever. I don't believe yeah. in Santa Claus, but I saw you. That is the most West LA Jewish thing I have ever heard. Heard. I didn't get to believe in Santa Claus, so now I have to believe in goji berries and acai. <laughs> yes, oh, no. I need something to believe in to perpetuate my childlike manner. I, Nicole, I re- that is the only good argument for superfoods existing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Zenokai says Oreos dipped in KFC mashed potatoes 
and gravy are the perfect blend of sweet and savory. So much mashed potato content lately. Uh, this sounds disgusting. Sorry. I'm going to go with not so much. But you know what I used to do in college was I dipped Oreo cookies in cherry Coke. And that was my thing to do. So I can't really oh. judge anybody on what they eat with their Oreo cookies. I, we just talked about how much we love eating like soggy graham crackers. Yeah, yeah. I like soggy graham crackers, but I'm not going to put it in my mashed potatoes and gravy. No, I, I though I do think a mashed potato without the gravy with Oreos mixed in like a cookies and cream mashed potato. That is the only way I could see mashed potatoes really working as a successful Cookies dish. and cream mashed potato? Well, I mean, you can put, like, yeah, like, potatoes have a relatively neutral flavor, right? Like, there's not a ton of, yeah, sweet potato pie. Why wouldn't you make, like, a white potato pie? Okay, fine. I could see fine. them serving I, something like that at the Cheesecake Factory. How <laughs> good oh, Fine. Mashed potato. <laughs> Whatever you say, Josh. <laughs> Where are we at? Oh, at CM1607, a pinch of salt must go into chocolate milk. I first heard this on an episode of Modern Family hmm. where uh, uh, Manny, uh, Sofia Vergara's young child, mm-hmm. I, I've only probably watched four episodes and one of them mm-hmm. was the pinch of chocolate milk thing. Uh, and I, I tried it and it is absolutely life changing. But that said, yeah. all, all desserts should be salted. Yeah. Um, that's the perfect mix of sweet and savory. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I used to work at a chocolate store and uh, we would make chocolat chaud, pronounced correctly. Sh- chocolat chaud. Chocolat show. I'm Chocolat sorry, I don't speak show. French. Uh, I'm just not sure. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I was so reactive. <laughs> Chocolat show. Chocolat show. Wait, oui. c'est vrai. Okay, whatever. Parfait. I would make hot chocolate at a chocolate store, okay? <laughs> and then I would always add a little a sprinkle of, of fleur de sel on top, and it was yes. really good. Yes, fleur de sel. That's, yeah. the, that's the way to go. Uh, that's what I always put when I'm baking chocolate chip cookies, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. huge grains of fleur de sel. Wow, amazing. The crunchy. Same. Uh, tu pas français comme une vache espagnole. You want to go to <laughs> eat a Spanish cow. No, you speak French like a Spanish cow. Um, but, but I got the you. Spanish cow right. That was almost the only. Yeah, I got the Spanish cow right. Look at me. Muy bueno. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, Nicole, this is yours. This is oh, yours to read. Pretentious Hippie says ketchup is a waste of everyone's time. I'm fascinated by ketchup. It's delicious. I love ketchup. Because I, I think uh, people, I mean, they say ketchup is a food for children. You see, like, a lot of burger purists say that, like, if you're over the age of 10, you should not be allowed to put ketchup up on a burger or whatever. And I'm just wondering, like, what what is people's obsession with um, conflating, like, lack of pleasure with adulthood? Yeah. You know? I don't get it. Well, and so they're, they're at saying, what like, point does, like, your f- flavor, like, oh, you can't have sweet stuff anymore? That Like, is there a cutoff age? I There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Puberty. Silliness. Puberty. 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 What's, <laughs> when what's you even? get your first chest hair, yeah. you can no longer consume ketchup. At 23. <laughs> I would have not been able. That is true. I did not have armpit hair going into college. What? Like not a one, not a one. But I was big. I was six two, two sixty. Not a single armpit hair. Never shaved in my life. And then now I'm just. I just got like the lower back is just like a little shag rug. Uh, it's bizarre. Caught up and with you. <laughs> just caught up so fast. I I think the last podcast we talked about my newfound nipple hairs. They're there. They're there now. All right. At love at first underscore bite. <laughs> Crabs are just undersea spiders. Crab leg equals giant spider leg. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you really look at it without any sort of cultural bias, uh, the idea that we eat crustaceans is like a little bit bizarre. Yeah. Because they are just monstrous. Uh, yeah. I love them. Yeah. 
gross, but I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 R. Stefan Finn says pickled beetroot, cheddar, and mayo is a god-tier sandwich. Lots of god content, lots of potato content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't get is, uh, do people in England say beetroot? That's a common yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, this sounds okay. Yeah. I'm not, like, passionate about anything going on here. I love the pickled beetroots. They did that one song, Warp, Warp 2.0 <laughs> with Steve Aoki, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a joke. It is a joke. Uh, yeah, I, I love pickled beets. I grew up eating because my grandma is from South Africa. Uh, and so we would all just have like a can of pickled beets at the table. And, uh, you know, you mash it with mayonnaise. It becomes like a pink slime situation. Uh, really delicious. I'm, I'm down for the sandwich. I think we need to eat more gross stuff from Dananda. I've never had one. <laughs> so I can't. I can't say either way, and I'm you've not even sure a- that I can imagine the flavor combination there. So I'm sitting out that. You've never had a pickled beet before? No, I've had a pickled beet, but not in oh. that configuration that, that they yeah, were talking same. about. Yeah, same. Same. I never want to try it. I like beets because they're like pickles, but mushy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all soft. That's the soft teeth community. Uh, we, we all, <laughs> we, we ride for each other. I ride for them. They ride for me. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. And Max, thank you so much for joining us. Where can our listeners hear more from you? YouTube.com slash tasting history is the best place to find me. What the heck is YouTube? I don't know. Well, the kids are watching it. <laughs> if you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. See you all next time.